Welcome to The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig, a podcast which endeavors to expose the truth behind legal stories that are distorted by mainstream media. And now, here's your host, passionate truth seeker and veteran attorney, Jill Rosenzweig. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig. I'm your host, Jill Rosenzweig. And before I go any further, uh, I just want to say that today is the first time where I think I might be talking about explicit content. And so if you are listening to this while you're driving in the car with your kids in the back seat, it might be a good time to put headphones on because I will be talking about stuff that Normally, I would not talk about, but this is kind of a fun (laughs) topic today. And uh, forgive me in advance if what I'm saying might offend you. This came at the request of a friend of mine and someone who I've known for a very long time. We actually met through blogging a long, long time ago, about 15 years ago. His name is Adam Avitable, and he actually has his own podcast. And I will give his podcast a plug because it's pretty awesome, actually. It's called Dating Kind of Sucks, and you can find it pretty much anywhere you might listen to podcasts. Uh, So check that out when you have a chance. But anyway, Adam wrote to me about a law that was passed in Texas. The law essentially bans unsolicited dick pics. And uh, I thought it would be something that would be interesting to talk about. Definitely different from the things I've covered before. And so I researched the law, and then it kind of uh, got me into a little bit of a research rabbit hole where I started looking at revenge porn laws, and I thought that was kind of interesting. So I'll be talking about both of those things today. So going back to the law that he asked me to cover, this came about as the result of the owners of a dating app called Bumble petitioning the Texas government to pass a law banning dick pics. And I guess their reasoning behind this was that a lot of their users on their Bumble app were getting dick pics when they were reaching out to men on the dating site. And so if you don't know anything about Bumble, Bumble is a dating app that was created by women. And the concept of the app is that women are the ones that initiate contact. And so that's, I guess, a little bit different than your typical dating app these days. It's funny, I'm making myself sound like a dinosaur, but I was dating in a time when there were no apps. So I find that whole thing very fascinating. But apparently these women were saying that a lot of their users were receiving dick pics and that it was offensive and disturbing to the women who were on their dating site. And they were monitoring that behavior and banning users who were sending dick pics to the other users, but they felt that there should be a law passed to criminalize this activity and penalize people, penal, I guess that's uh, no pun intended, but uh, penalize the people who are sending dick pics criminally. And so the law was recently passed. Part of what the information that was provided to the government was that there was a study that was performed where 41% of women between the ages of 18 and 36 said that they had received at least one unwanted dick pic. The law essentially is seeking to curb this behavior. It's now a misdemeanor offense in Texas to send a dick pic. And specifically, it's punishable by a fine of up to $500 if you are convicted of having violated this penal code. 
Apparently, Bumble is also trying to convince federal lawmakers to enact a federal law uh, banning dick pics. And there's also a law that was recently introduced in New York City, where they are trying to also ban dick pics. The law in New York, which I'll cover in a little bit, is a little bit more expansive. And I think it has other issues with it. But I'll start with the Texas law first, and then I'll, I'll touch upon the New York law as well. So the law itself is House Bill number 2789, and I'll link to it in my show notes. And it reads, a person commits an offense if the person knowingly transmits by electronic means visual material that depicts any person engaging in sexual conduct or with the person's intimate parts exposed or covered genitals of a male person that are in a discernibly turgid state and is not sent at the request of or with the express consent of the recipient. And then it's, it goes on to say that an offense under this section is a Class C misdemeanor. Um, and again, the consequence of violating this law is a fine of up to $500. So in short, you have violated the law if you send someone an image of someone engaged in sexual conduct or with their intimate parts exposed or a male's penis that is covered, but is erect. And of course, there's the important part of this is that the image is sent to someone without their consent. And then if you look at these words that are used in this statute, you have to look at the definitions in another section of the penal code. And there's a definition for intimate parts. Intimate parts means it's defined under the law as naked genitals, pubic area, anus, buttocks, or female nipple of a person. And sexual conduct means any sexual contact, actual or simulated sexual intercourse. There's a mention of bestiality, masturbation, or sadomasochistic abuse. And visual material includes any film, photograph, videotape, uh, slide, disc, or other physical medium that allows an image to be displayed on a computer or other video screen. And so, you know, it's pretty broad when it comes to visual material. Um, And so I, I can sort of look at this law and I see a lot of issues with it. But I think that the best way to really analyze what will happen with this law is to look at what happened in the revenge porn case that was recently decided in Texas, because I think that it's pretty instructive in terms of how a court might look at this law. And so I think it's worth us analyzing the revenge porn case, and I'll sort of break it down for you and explain to you what happened there. So the written decision that I'm going over with you, and I'll I'll link to that as well, it was decided on April 18th, 2018, uh, by the Court of Appeals in the 12th Court of Appeals District of Texas. And this was actually a case in which there was a Texas penal code that essentially is known as the revenge porn statute. And there was a person by the name of Jordan Bartlett Jones who was being charged with unlawful disclosure of intimate visual material in violation of that code. And Jones essentially appealed his conviction by arguing that the revenge porn law violated his First Amendment rights. And so that was really the analysis that was performed by the court. And the court decided that the law itself was unconstitutional, that it violated the First Amendment. And what the court said was that the law was overbroad 
and that because of the fact that it was overbroad, it needed to be essentially invalidated. So the first thing that the court addressed was the concept that a photograph is considered a form of expression that would be protected by the First Amendment. And so that was the first thing that the court looked at. But then the court talked about the concept of whether or not a regulation, so a law that's enacted by the government, is content-based or content-neutral. And so the analysis of that is really the difference between a law being passed that says you can't send any picture of anyone. That would be content-neutral because you're not looking at what the picture is. You're not trying to decide whether or not the content of the picture is appropriate or not. But in this case, the law was content-based because the only way to decide if someone is violating the law is to look at the content of the picture itself. And so when the court is analyzing laws that are content-based, which this law was, the strict scrutiny standard is applied, which means that essentially it's very hard for that law to be considered constitutionally permissible because the strict scrutiny standard is a very high standard. And so it's, it's hard to get past that. And so then they went on to decide whether or not it passed this strict scrutiny test. To pass this test, the government needs to show that they have a compelling government interest in trying to restrict this form of speech and that the law itself was narrowly drawn to accomplish the compelling government interest. And to convince a court that the law is narrowly drawn, the government has to show that the law was the least restrictive means that they could have uh, come up with to protect their government interest. And what the court said in this revenge porn case, which I really think applies to the law that was recently passed relating to dick pics, is that the law itself was not narrowly drawn enough because you could be charged with having violated this crime even if you are not directly connected to the situation. And I'll explain that. So the court gave an example of a scenario in which someone could be penalized for violating this law where they felt that that person really shouldn't be convicted of violating the law because the reach was too far. And so they gave this scenario of a man and a woman being in a relationship and the man takes photographs of a woman engaged in some sort of sexual act. And the woman knows that the picture is being taken of her and she consents to it. But when she consents to it, she tells him, yes, I consent to you taking this photo of me, but I want this picture to be private. I don't want you distributing it. And the man says, yes, of course, I'm not going to show anyone the picture. So she consents to the picture being taken. And then a month or two later, they break up because the man finds out that the woman is cheating on him. And so in a state of anger, he then sends the photo to a bunch of his friends. And then that picture gets passed around and passed around. And eventually someone sends it to someone else. And that person who is very far removed from the situation gets charged with having violated this law. And what the court said was that there would be no way for this person who is so far removed from the situation to know that the subject of the picture did not consent to the picture being distributed. And so it would be 
overly broad and unfair to then punish that person because they don't know that the person who's the subject matter of the picture didn't consent to it being distributed. And so why should they be held accountable? And so the court ultimately struck down the law uh, by arguing that it was overly broad and it was not narrowly drawn enough to meet the requirements when it comes to First Amendment rights and the strict scrutiny test that is employed when you have a content-based restriction. And so looking at the outcome of that case, I think that it's pretty instructive in terms of what would happen here with this law that was just passed relating to dick pics. So I think that when you look at the dick pic laws, you can automatically see that the law is content-based because you're looking at the content of the pictures to see if they violate the law or not. If they don't meet these requirements of it being a picture of someone engaged in sexual conduct or with their intimate parts exposed, or it's a male with um, his covered genitals being photographed, but he has an erection. If none of that is part of the photograph, then there's no violation of the law. So you obviously have to analyze the contents of the photo to see if there is a problem and if this law is triggered. And so I would say 100%, if you're analyzing this law, what will happen here is that it will be a strict scrutiny standard that will be applied. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, is there a compelling government interest? I would say that you might be able to argue that there is a compelling government interest in preventing women from receiving uh, shocking or offensive dick pics. I could see how you might be able to make that argument. I could see, on the other hand, some people saying that this is an overreaction it's not that offensive. Why are people getting so upset by it? But I could see the government making a decent argument as to why they feel that they need to criminalize this behavior. I think especially because there are a lot of people who are complaining that they're receiving unwanted dick pics, not just within the dating app world, but people that are traveling on subways are saying that they'll just suddenly look at their phone and they'll see that someone has airdropped a dick pic. And so they're sort of receiving this visual image that they did not want to see. I could see how there might be a compelling government interest. And especially being that a lot of kids use their parents' phones. And I can only imagine a child sitting on a New York City subway and they're playing on their mom's phone and they suddenly see a dick pic image. That would be something that I would imagine a court might be convinced that there's a compelling government interest there in trying to curtail that type of uh, behavior. But then the question becomes whether or not the law here in Texas was narrowly drawn. And so the, the idea would be, is the law the least restrictive means to curtail this behavior? And here are the problems that I see with this law. So the first thing that jumps out at me is the idea that just say you receive a dick pic and you then send it to your friends. If you read the law, you, the person who is receiving a dick pic and then sends it to your friends, you could be charged with violating this law because you are knowingly transmitting by electronic means visual material that depicts a, a person's intimate parts that are exposed. And so that's where I see that this law runs into problems of being overly broad. Another scenario that I could envision is the 
Instagram photos or artwork where people are depicting through electronic means, and I would imagine that posting on social media would be considered transmitting information by electronic means. And so just say you are depicting photographs that you deem to be art on social media where there are people's body parts, their intimate parts are exposed. Just say it's a a picture of a topless woman. Does that mean you have violated this law? To me, that would be much broader than what this law is intended to be. But I would see that under this law, that would be something that someone could be convicted for. The other question that I have is things like breastfeeding. So if someone is breastfeeding and you see their intimate part, uh, because intimate part includes a woman's nipple. So just say there's a picture of a woman who's breastfeeding and she, you can see her nipple in the picture And she sends a picture of that to a friend of hers, or she posts it on social media. Did she violate this law? I would argue that the law should not cover something like that. And yet I would think that it does in terms of the way that the law is written. Because if I'm posting a picture of myself breastfeeding, someone could argue, well, I received this picture and it was not with my consent. I didn't consent to the receipt of this. I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this picture and it offended me. And, you know, now I'm going to go to the police and try to have this person charged with having violated this code. And so I could see how there are problems here in terms of how this law might be applied. And I think that the way that it was written, I would imagine a court might strike it down as overly broad and in violation of the First Amendment. That's just my guess. That's my prediction, especially considering this law was passed in Texas where there was just a case decided a year ago with very similar language, and the court decided that it was overly broad and unconstitutional. And so that's the guess that I have in terms of how this law will be treated. And I just want to turn quickly to the New York law because it has its own set of problems. So there was a law that was recently introduced in New York, and it hasn't been passed yet, but the bill, it was a bill that was introduced, and it would make it a misdemeanor for a person to send an unsolicited sexually explicit video or image to another person with intent to harass, annoy, or alarm such other person. The bill would impose a penalty of up to one year in jail or a fine of up to $1,000 or both. With respect to that one, I think that there are similar issues in terms of First Amendment rights and, and such, but I also think that it would be so hard to prove what someone's intent was. So if someone is sending another person a dick pic, how do you prove that their intent was to harass, annoy, or alarm the other person? They might be sending it because they think that it's going to make the other person happy. I would imagine that that might be the case, that some men actually think in their minds that if they send a dick pic to a woman, that she's going to like it and it'll make her interested in them. And how do you really prove what their mental state was and what their intent was? I don't think you can prove intent based upon how the woman received that information. You have to prove what that man was thinking when he decided to send it. And so from my perspective, I think that that's going to be a problem in terms of how you actually enforce this law and how you convict people when the issues of proof seem very difficult to me. 
And so that's what I have to say about the New York law. But I think that one of the things I will say is that sometimes the initial laws will be drafted in such a way where they get struck down. But that doesn't mean that ultimately the endeavor will be for naught. And so you could have various iterations of laws where the government is trying to address an issue that they feel is important. And sometimes the way that they draft the law might be overreaching and the courts may strike it, but that doesn't mean that they won't then come back and refine the language of the law and figure out a way to address the issue without running into constitutional law problems. And so what I would say is that the issue itself is probably worthwhile. And ultimately, I think that this might just be the first iteration of these laws and with enough court decisions where the courts will sort of give the government its thoughts as to what the problems are with the way that the legislation was drafted. Ultimately, I feel that legislation can be drafted where it's narrowly drawn and meets the interest of curbing this behavior. I just think that the laws that I'm looking at as they're written today probably will not make it past the courts because I do think that there are First Amendment rights issues. So those are my thoughts regarding the dick pic laws. Um, Thanks so much, Adam Avitable, for sending me that question. I really appreciate it. If you have any thoughts regarding this topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email at thewholetruthpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at thewholetruthpod, on Twitter at thewholetruthpodhq, and my Facebook group is The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig. And if you have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. I'd really appreciate a review. Um, I'm dying to hear what you guys think. So if you have a chance, please do so. And uh, until next time.